Matthew 18 and 23, the Bible says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. Everybody say, have patience. Are you glad you're serving a patient God? He said, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. Praise God. I'm already preaching if you ain't figured it out. And I will pay thee all. And he would not. But went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord, the king. They, they were sorry and came and told the Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Praise God. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. A debt I could not repay. Amen. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord all over this house. Come on, why don't you just pray right now earnestly. Oh, come on, why don't you pray? Speak to my heart today, God. Come on, does anybody want to be challenged in this house? Does anybody want to grow in God today? Come on, just open up your mouth right now and tell God, speak to me, Lord. I want to hear you today. I want you to change me, God. Hallelujah. Why don't everybody in this house clap your hands to the Lord together? Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach. Everybody say a debt that I could not repay. A parable is something that uh, is used in the Bible many times. It is an earthly subject that you are familiar with. And Jesus uses parables uh, on things that you know to compare something or to teach you a heavenly principle. Amen. The reason a lot of times he taught in parables was because he knew who would listen and who wouldn't listen. And he taught in parables so he could teach his people important things that it was going to take to make it to heaven. Amen. I want to make it to heaven. Amen. I don't believe salvation happens one time at an altar and then you're forever taken care of. I believe that when you come out of Egypt, there's a whole lot of growing and teaching and learning and changing that's got to take place in your life. Amen. And I believe that this is one of the most powerful parables that he taught simply because if you do not do this, you will not make it to heaven. Amen. There's parables about making money. There's parables about finding lost people. And there's parables about everything. But when you come to the parable about forgiving, amen, the Bible is very clear that the church has got to be a forgiving group of people. Well, come on, everybody, clap your hands. And that's why he said the kingdom of heaven is likened unto, which means the kingdom of heaven is going to be just like this parable that we're going to talk about today. The Bible said there was a certain king which would take account of his servants or he would settle accounts. In Bible days, if you got yourself into debt more than you should have and you couldn't pay it back, you got to pay it back with your own hide. <laughs> Amen. You think uh, it's, you feel sorry for yourself in this great country. We are the most blessed ever people anywhere, anytime on the planet we are in this country today. Amen. But in the Bible days, if you went and took out a uh, hundred thousand to buy a new Ford Raptor, <laughs> and you couldn't make the payment on it. Guess what? They you made the payment on it. <laughs> Amen. You made the payment on it by working for whoever loans you the money to begin with. Amen. It was very common for people to be sold into slavery. Amen. Not because of what color their skin was or what language they spoke, but because they couldn't take care of their finances. Amen, I think we ought to be preaching you need to learn how to take care of your finances. <laughs> Praise God. We don't want to be debt to the lender. We want to be the lender. Well, praise God. Boy, this is good preaching right here. Amen. That's part of the blessings of Israel. He said you would be a lender. You wouldn't be the borrower. Praise God. Don't anybody try to borrow money from me after church because I... Trying to build a church, and we're putting everything into the church. We're buying air conditioners and shingles and concrete right now. We ain't got no money. 
Praise God. The bank is closed down. But anyway, there was a king that had a servant. He came and he was going to settle the account. And so he had decided that instead of having this servant, I, I want my money. And so he, the servant was brought to him and he owed 10,000 talents. Everybody say 10,000. 10,000 talents. And the Bible said he had not to pay. And I, and I began to think, well, why couldn't he pay it? So I began to study. And this was the price of what the man owed. One talent of silver uh, would be worth about $4,080. 10,000 talents of silver would be worth about $40,800,000. And the wages that these servants made would require him to work 6,000 days to pay one talent. He would have to work 16 and a half years just to pay back one talent. So to pay back 10,000 talents, he would have had to work 164,000 years to pay it back. Amen. You know what the Bible's trying to tell us? It's going to take eternity to pay the debt that you owe if you don't get God to take care of it. Hey, I'm going to preach to the church today. Uh, if you owe, you need to pay. You need to come down to the altar today and let God put his blood upon your life. Amen. I want to preach to this church uh, that we are looking at a debt that we cannot pay. We don't have enough time to pay for it. We don't have the finances to pay for it. Uh, we ain't got the blood to pay for it. Uh, we haven't. Did... Hey Amen. I think we get the picture today of why the servant could not pay the debt is because he was working on something that would never end. Amen, there's some things you cannot do by yourself. Well, thank the Lord. Amen, did you know pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall? Amen, I've come to preach to men and women and young people that there are some things that you cannot take care of by yourself. There's things you cannot take care of just sitting on a pew. There's things you can't take care of by going to work every day. There's some things that are only going to get paid when you walk through the veil and touch the hem of his garment. Come on, help me pray right now. Amen. And this debt that he could not repay was not only going to cost him his own life, 
But the true part of the story is it was going to cost him his wife and his children. Well, praise God. Nobody is an island unto themselves. Amen. You can make decisions. I don't want to live for God. I don't want to do what it takes to make it to heaven. But guess what? You're not just affecting yourself. Well, hallelujah. You think missing church two or three or four or five times? Oh, uh, yeah. You may be able to overcome it, uh, but the one sitting beside you may not be able to overcome it. It may be them that gets sold uh, into eternity. Uh, Hey, I'm preaching to the church today. We need to get faithful to the things of God. We need to get faithful in our prayer life. Faithful in our worship. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man and I want to preach today about a debt that you cannot repay. And the Bible said the wages or the payday of sin is death. And you may say, well, uh, that's not me. I'm doing good. Let me tell you what the Bible said. All have sinned. I said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Everyone came into this life with a debt that it is impossible to pay back. The best person you know, the most moral person you know, has a debt that they cannot repay. The most honest person you ever met in your life was born with a debt that he could not repay. That's why the message doesn't change if I'm sitting here tonight or I'm preaching next week in the prison to a bunch of murderers. I've got the same message. You've got a debt that you cannot repay by yourself. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We are spiritually bankrupt. Man, we came into this world bankrupt. Upside down. Impossible. Headed to hell is how we were born. Born with a sin nature. Born with a price tag upon us that we could work. Hey, boy, I feel like preaching. Don't don't put your head in the sand and act like nothing's ever going to happen. Let me tell you, there is a judgment that is coming upon the world. There is a judgment that is coming upon your family. It's not time to get an attitude at the church. It's not time to get an attitude at people. It's not time to. 
Well, somebody looked at me wrong. Don't you know you owe? Don't worry about people. Telling you there's coming a day when the account will have to be settled. I said it's going to have to be settled. And this parable today teaches us that if your debt has not been paid, there is a way that you should conduct yourself. Praise God. I said if your debt has not been paid, there is a way you ought to conduct yourself. And this parable teaches us that if your debt has been paid, there is a way you ought to conduct yourself. Colossians, the second chapter tells us, and you being dead in your sins and and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Here's another version. And even though you were dead in your transgressions and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he nevertheless made you alive with him, having forgiven all your transgressions. He has destroyed what was against us, a certificate of indebtedness expressed in decrees opposed to us. He has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. I come to preach Jesus Christ and Jesus only. I come to preach Jesus Christ. I come to preach repentance. I come to preach Jesus' name baptism. I come to preach you got to get the Holy Ghost. I come to preach you got to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Hey, I'm telling you, you walked into this building. There's people walked into this building uh, with a debt hanging on them. uh, And there is a God that had blood that was so precious uh, that one drop of it uh, could remit your sins. uh, That one drop uh, could... Come on, church, help me pray right now. Come on, join up with somebody and pray right now. I rebuke every devil in hell that would try to come against this in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, help me. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. I rebuke every distraction in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, hold on. Hold on. The Holy Ghost is going to do a work in somebody's life. 